You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Good evening, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast with me, Charlotte Greenway. It's Friday the 19th of November. This week's podcast has featured several interviews with connections ahead of this afternoon's Bahrain Trophy, including with the eventual winner Lord Glitters' jockey, Jason Watson. He made a swooping run down the outside to get up in the final strides to just deny Barney Roy. He's been a superstar for the David O'Mara team and age, along with a penalty, couldn't stop him today. Also heavily featured on this week's podcast has been this weekend's feature race in the UK, the Betfair Chase at Haydock on Saturday, for which Gold Cup second Aplu Tar is favourite. Trained by Henry de Bromhead and ridden by Rachel Blackmore, Jay Mangan highlighted his credentials on the podcast earlier in the week. Well, Aplu Tar has won necessity and that is a left-handed track that's what he's shown in his best form in the past and I think that it's crucial to him like Manila Indo in Down Royal I don't expect that Plutar to be ripe and ready in November he's got a big target and it's probably not this in contrast Bristol Demai is all out for to, to record to equal the Cato star record of four wins in this race so that's the contrast. You have Manila Indo and Frodo on a down royal where, you know, come the future, we might be reversing roles there. Uh, but Aplutar going over, he is still only a seven rising eight-year-old. Bristol my 10 rising 11. Uh, and I think Aplutar, I think he shouldn't have to be at his best to put Bristol to my way. And I don't want to insult the grey horse. He's been a brilliant servant. But Aplutar nearly won a gold cup. Uh, next destination, waiting patiently, a debut a runner now for Christian Williams. So interesting to see how he gets on. If also if Royal Pagoy uh, runs in the race, but Aplutar brings the class form to the race. Just go back to his Savile's Chase at Christmas in Leopardstown, beating Kemboy. Unbelievable staying power this horse has. Uh, he's rated 172 for a reason. He's one of the best at this side anyway. Next in the betting is Haydock lover Bristol Demai, and he's looking to equal Corto Star's record of four Betfair chases. Any rain between now and then is bound to improve his chances. However, when Nick caught up with his jockey Daryl Jacob in the week, he didn't seem too worried about the ground and is clearly looking forward to getting back on board the lovable 10-year-old. Bristol's obviously in very, very good form. Um, his schooling and work has been, uh, he hasn't missed a day um, so far this year. So, um, you know, the confidence is high and Nigel's horses are in great form and, uh, you know, it's a race we're very much looking forward to. I mean, we always assume that at some point age is going to catch up with him, but on what you've seen at home, is it? No, definitely not. Um, you know, it's funny, we were just himself and Sammy were talking about the other day. He feels as good this year that he's, that he's ever felt. So um, I know he's a year older and all that, but he doesn't feel it. Now, the ground's going to be a little bit drier than, than he's used to up there. Is that an, an issue at all for you, do you think? Well, look, when he beat Nate River and my bite that year was only good to soft ground and uh, I thought that was an exceptional performance that day. So, um, you know, obviously for his favourable favorable conditions, you would want it heavy. But look, we're not worried. We're not running scared of um, 
run them and good use, good to self ground. That's for sure. And I mean, I've asked Nigel this question. Nigel Wilson Davis is trainer many times, and I'm no, I'm never quite sure I've really arrived at the answer as to what it is about this race or this place that makes him so effective. I mean, what, what what is it in your opinion? Um, I think he's he's just lucky. He he's got a you know he's got a good long stride. He's a lovely jumper, and uh, you know got, he, he likes to lead with his near four, and uh, you know a, le- a left-handed flat track just seems to suit him best. And you're, I know you're on your way up to Market Raisin t- today, and you've got uh, Sam Twist and Davis in the in in the car with you. Does uh, does he keep you honest with these horses that that Nigel trains? Yeah, look, you know, myself and Sam work very very well together. We work closely together, and uh, you know he always keeps me updated about all the horses in in the yard and stuff like that. And like you say, it's it's great that Nigel's having a fantastic season as well. So we're going in there with we you know with a lot of confidence, and uh, you know we're very very much looking forward to it. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, task to try and beat absolute hard where you know i think his sort of form one of ryanair you know he's got pace he's a good jumper he's got stamina he loves good to self ground i think he's going to be a very very difficult horse to beat but um you know we're not gonna we're not gonna shy away from the challenge ahead of us and you just think it'll it'll pan out the way that it normally pans out you'll just line up try and take a handy position and and work away from there look i'll ride the race that you know that suits my horse and you know whatever the rest of them do around me um, that doesn't really um, that doesn't bother me, but I'll be riding my horse to, to for him to run the, his best possible race, and uh, you know whatever they want to do after that, they can do after that. Waiting patiently is a horse that's always been incredibly talented. However, he hasn't had the best of luck, and due to a few problems and niggles, we haven't seen an awful lot of him. Since last season, he's moved yards to Christian Williams, whose horses seem to be in fine form as of late. And when Nick spoke to him earlier in the week, he started by asking him how much it means to him to be sent a horse of this calibre. That was just great. He was on the phone call to say that he was coming. It was obviously a great surprise and, um, you know, just a big boost for the yard. Uh, even before you look at the horse, you just look through his form and get excited. So it was just a, just a big boost for the yard. You know, we worked hard for it from when we started and to be getting phone calls. Um, to be getting phone calls of Richard Collins to train to train that type of horse is um, obviously tough for the yard. He came from, he came up with a legitimate um, reason to be sending him. So it was great, great for our, great for our, great for our yard. What do you think it was about your yard? Because you do do things slightly different that attracted Richard. What did he say to you, the, the, the reason why he'd sent him to you? Yeah, just something different, really, with the horse, with the water, and um, and the horse seems to like soft ground. We train him, train him on the deep sand, so, and the horse obviously didn't have much mileage, so <clears throat> just guessing that way he wasn't 100% straightforward to train, so we thought that the, horse, that the latter part of the horse's career that um, it was just, just worth looking outside the box a little bit. He, he took a view that he wouldn't have sent it to a Nicky Henderson or a Paul Nichols, just, just sent it to us because it was different, that's all. So he was, uh, I don't think he's any fallen out with Ruth or, you know, she did a great job. Malcolm, his father, wonderful man, did a great job with the horse and uh, Ruth then after. So we were just in a lucky position then to, to obviously for the horse to be sent. I mean, so it's we sort of imagine that because he's had so few runs, he must be very difficult to train and, and very fragile. I mean, what have you seen since you've had him? I'm not sure whether we've been lucky, but we just seem to have had a great run with him up until now. So don't want to sound too confident. It's um, only Wednesday today, and, and uh, day two, three days can be can be a long time with horses involved. But um, 
no, he seems to be in a good place at the moment, and we've had no blips. We've had no blips along the way. Okay, it th- might sound a slightly stupid question, but obviously some horses really show their hand at home and others don't. If you hadn't known what he had already done, would you know that he was a good horse just from being around him and riding him? Yeah, he certainly works to his rating, so you'd know, um, know he didn't know the name of the horse and he worked him, he'd get quite excited. So, as far as Saturday's concerned, you look at the opposition, um, how are you How are you going to play it and who's going to ride him? Uh, Brian Hughes will ride him, um, the owner thought Brian had a good relationship with the horse, he doesn't run very often, so we thought if we put a new rider on Jack or someone that... The horse may only run three times this year, and it might take Jack one or two runs to get used to him, maybe, and and any season would be over then. So, you know, the owner, um, the owner wants to be, wants to be loyal to Brian. Brian knows the horse very well, so there was no real need for for any jockey change. And uh, Christian, am I right in thinking that uh, if he if he gets through this okay, you'll you'll aim towards the King George? Yeah, that was the aim. That's to chase King George. So, um, no, they were two two main aims obviously this side uh, this side of Christmas this side of the New Year Paul Nichols would no doubt love to win this race again and he runs Next Destination who won a grade 2 novice chase last season before going on to finish second at the Cheltenham Festival in the National Hunt Chase he was behind Galvin that day who has since gone on to frank the form but he's still got a bit of ground to make up on the ratings Nick spoke to assistant trainer Harry Derham in the week and got a quick line on his chances of possibly springing a bit of a surprise. The, the thinker with Next Destination was always that the ground typically is very soft at Haydock and he would have enjoyed that stamina test. Now, it doesn't look like it's going to be quite as deep um, uh, this year, but he's a, a, he's a high-class horse and we feel that you know he, he, he deserves his chance in a race of that class and that will tell us uh, where we are in terms of in terms of where we go. Imperial Aura made a smooth transition from novice handicaps to open graded races over fences at the beginning of last season. However, he failed to complete on his last two outings and looks to have a bit to prove. So when Tom Stanley spoke to his trainer, Kim Bailey, he asked him whether this race has always been the target. It was always going to be the first protocol because he had a wind operation during the summer uh, or rather when he came back in um, and time-wise we weren't going to be able to do anything else bar go for this race so we we, we made that our target um, and uh, Ian Robinson who runs the, the partnership loans it was very keen to have a go at it so you know we second his opinion so let's go. Is this the start of him being campaigned differently this year i.e. over three miles or do you see what happens on Saturday? Well, I think I, I've always said I felt that he was a three-miler in waiting, um, and I think now we've got the situation where we probably need to find out whether he is. You know, we ran him once over three miles as a novice uh, at Cheltenham, um, and, uh, you know, he got beat that particular day, but I'm not particularly worried. That was, two, you know, 18 months ago, so he's a much bigger and stronger horse now, and uh, he's ready to go and be campaign three miles. For anyone looking back at the, um, the run at the festival last year, the, the main reason for the disappointment was... Well, he broke a blood vessel, um, and also they went unbelievably quick in that race, and he was a horse that wanted to be handy. They were completely run off their feet. Half the field pulled up. Um, it was a staggering performance. I've, I've, I don't think I've seen horses go as fast as that, but um, anyway, that was last year. Uh, as I say, he came back with a broken blood vessel, um, and 
it was it was not a major bleed. It was it was there. It was enough to say you know enough's enough. So we stopped with him, gave him a good summer out, and he's come back in a I think a much stronger and better horse for it. Are you hoping for decent ground at Haydock? Would that be ideal for him? Well, I, I, I you know he's he's run well on soft ground, and he you know he broke the track record as a novice in Car, Carlisle on Goods of Fan. Um, but having said that, it's not necessarily what I'm looking for. Good ground is, you know, probably good jumping ground would be great. Mm. Um, I, I am concerned that the fact that we haven't had any rain anywhere and that the word good seems to classify lots of different meanings nowadays, so it'll be quite interesting to see what it's like. So, 3pm Saturday is a vet fed chase from Haydock. There's also some really good action from Ascot this weekend, where we'll see the likes of Defi de Soy, Lost in Translation and Goshen trying to get back on track. Nick will be back with you as usual on Monday morning. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.